You're listening to the Maggie and Ella Show. I'm Maggie Brockman. And I'm Ella Connors. And today we're talking about representation of black people in literature. Um, so we read This Is My America by Kim Johnson, and we looked at parts of The Dark Fantastic by Ebony Elizabeth Thomas. Um, this Is My America is about a black family in Texas, and their dad has been wrongfully convicted, and he's sitting on death row. And now the oldest child, Jamal, is suspected of a murder, and we see Tracy Beaumont trying to navigate through that. And when they found out about it, they found out about it through the TV, like through the news. They didn't even hear about it from Jamal. And the news had decided to look at Jamal, like the picture that they used was of him with his middle fingers up holding a red solo cup at a party and they cropped out everybody else like they were missing the whole context of the thing they were just using it to make him look like a thug which is also something that they only use with black people they don't use that with white people that have been the suspect of a case or anything and it was really early on too this happened i think the day after like the, the murder happened and jamal ran away and the media was already jumping to conclusions with what they were portraying to their audience. Right. And making people look at it through a certain light. And they had a lot of distrust of him just because he was black. Yeah. And also, it didn't help that their father had been convicted of a crime that he didn't do. Like, they already were seeing them in a poor light, I guess, because he seemed guilty. But... They already, like, they, they as in black people, I mean, um, they have to, like, prove their innocence before they prove they're guilty, and... In a court of law, it's supposed to be the opposite way. Right. And it's just, like, portraying that black people are dangerous when that's not always the case. I mean, obviously there are dangerous black people, but there's dangerous white people. Like, it's not just one color. Like, the color doesn't determine how dangerous you are, like what type of a person you are, I guess. Yeah. They jump to a lot of conclusions very quickly. Yeah. And so we see like black people not only represented are represented in the news in that way, but we also see them represented that way in media too. Yeah. Um and this definitely perpetuates these ideas because in T V shows and books there's subliminal messages in like everything that we're consuming. And when people are portrayed, portrayed in these medias in a bad light, it affects an entire society. Right. And they also, like, want to seem like they're being diverse in how they're making things, but they're not. Like, they are including people of color, black people, but they're still being portrayed as, like, the sidekick. They're never, like, the main character, or they're just caricatures of each other. And this is where the idea comes in that diversity is especially important to see from um, black authors or black creators or diversity in general from people of color because when the stories are told by people who aren't of color, they're often misconstrued and turned into a caricature or a stereotype. And um, Dr. Thomas talks about this in The Dark Fantastic. She mentions that 
the diversity, like she talks about how while there is diversity, um, we can't just end there. It's not enough just to have black people in the shows because they're often just put there for diversity, for the purpose of like, like performative. And I feel like at that point, it's not even about the diversity. It's mm -hmm. just putting up the front that you're trying to be diverse. It's not really that you care about including other people. It's just like, well, this is a problem right now. People are getting mad, so we might as well include other people. It's very performative. Um, she talks about how when the stories are told by people, like when the stories about black people are told by black people, they're, um, they have depth and they're truthful and they're a better representation of what people are really like. Yeah, and she also says like, um, very often when you appear on the page or on the screen, you are a slave, a servant, or a prostitute. And it just goes to show that like those feed into those stereotypes. They're never letting them, I feel like they're not letting them be their own person. They're just like, okay, this is what you have to be. This is all you can ever be. They're not giving them room to be their own person, room to change the narrative, I guess, because they just want everybody to believe kind of that white people are superior, I guess, is really what the problem is. And that's just like how it was um, in the news with Jamal. They they have a certain narrative that is expected and that they um, want people to see. And it's not always intentional because um, it's very built into our society and how we view black people in particular. And in a similar way that the news jumped to conclusions and misconstrued the story, um, media does that too. Books and shows and anything with black characters um, pushes a, a different story from what's actually accurate. Yeah, like we, there's definitely a prejudice and it's something that we've kind of been taught and we have to unlearn because sometimes you don't even realize that that's what's going on, that you have this bias or this prejudice towards somebody. So you have to like actively work toward not being that. When you're surrounded by this type of influence, you know, from growing up, um, it is something that you have to seek out, especially as white people. It's our responsibility to seek out diversity, seek out stories told by people of color, about people of color, and not just expect it to be handed to us because oftentimes the stories are misleading. And in This Is My America, one of the characters who is white, he says that when he found out that Jamal was suspected of this crime, he didn't, like, his first thought wasn't he would never do that. His first thought was how could he do that to somebody? And he just talks about how easily he was able to turn against someone that he knew. Like, he's known them for years. He knows that Jamal is not that type of person, but because we just have these, like, unknown biases or these subconscious biases, we are willing to accept the narrative that the media wants us to think and wants us to believe. And it's important for us to recognize that. And that's not just, it's something that we should be able to talk about without feeling attacked or feeling ashamed. A lot of people, there's been a lot of discussion over um, white, what's the word I'm looking for? White privilege. A lot of people get very offended when they, they don't feel like talking about it. Um, because they feel like it's being implied that they have everything easy. But it's, it's one of those things that 
we can still acknowledge and work towards um, making things equal and making things better, like still having the conversation without feeling like you need to defend yourself. Right. Um, as a white person, it's important to take responsibility to make things equal and better for other people. Yeah, and I think you kind of already touched on this, but like there's always, people don't always allow you to change your mind and what you think about things, but like the more you learn, you are able to do that and you are able to, as long as you're able to say, you know, I was in the wrong in this situation, I did have this bias, I was kind of racist, but I'm actively working to change that and to not be like that, and you are aware of it, I think that's okay. I mean, race, racism is never okay, but working through it and trying to change is okay. Yeah, your goal should be to, instead of immediately thinking how you can defend yourself and how you can prove that you were in the right, your goal should be to educate yourself um, for the good of other people and so you don't make the same, the same mistakes again. Yeah. Um, but I think also we should say that, like, we're not the authority on this because it's not something like as like as white people it's not something that we experience so we can't really be like this oh yeah okay. we, right yeah. we know everything about this this is mm-hmm. okay for you to do this is not okay for you to do but learning just from other people learning everybody's perspectives i guess and hearing people's stories and i think using your privilege too to advocate for people is a good way to help change things that's another important thing for white people to acknowledge is that we do have this privilege and um, that's why it's our responsibility to take action and seek out solutions to the problem, seek out um, what we can do to make things better in any way we can and um, recognize that we have to work against the system. It's not just going to fix itself. We have to unlearn prejudice that we've been taught and we have to actively look for ways to solve problems yeah. and make make everything more equal. And I think prejudice can be a problem for everybody. I don't think that's just a problem for white people, but as white people that have been the problem, I think we have to show that we can be different and we can be like we can help. We don't we're not always going to be attacking people or yeah problem yeah we have to be willing to change but also hold ourselves accountable for the things that we've done well thank you for listening to the maggie and ella show i'm ella connors i'm maggie brockman yeah and that's it